0: welcome to loho daily i am loho aka lawrence holmes thanks so much for listening to the podcast today we do our previews on saturday we break everything down there is one particular group for the bears that i want to talk about and break down with anthony heron which you'll hear from in just a minute what this this particular episode of the podcast is going to be about is going to be about If the Bears were to lose this game, how in the world would they lose it? Because the deck is stacked against Jacksonville to win this game. There really, it would really make no sense for the Bears to lose this game. Yet, I understand every single Bears fan's fear that there will be some sort of calamity, there will be some sort of act of nature or of god that will keep the bears from being able to win their game against the jaguars let's set the the scenario up and you probably already know it but the bears need some things to happen along with winning their last two games they need the arizona cardinals to to lose a game and the vikings helped them out big time by losing on christmas Getting blowed out on Christmas. So the Bears have a legitimate opportunity to make it to the playoffs. Everyone thinks that if if you're looking at these last two games, well, the last game that will be the hardest, of course, because it's the Packers. And the Packers still might be fighting for the number one seed, as weird as that sounds, because of a couple of tie-break scenarios. On top of that, Aaron Rodgers might be fighting for MVP. Okay, so you know that part of it. The other part of it is Jacksonville. The Jaguars are right now sitting in a space where they could draft Trevor Lawrence number one or they could trade that number one pick and get a bunch, get a haul for what a lot of people think is the best quarterback since Andrew Luck, the best prospect at quarterback since Andrew Luck. By the way, I feel similarly. I think that Trevor Lawrence is really good. And there were times where I was like, is he getting too much praise for what he does? And I think the answer to that is no. I think he is terrific. I think he's smart. He's super athletic. Not sneaky athletic, like super athletic for real, for real. He has a strong arm. He makes good decisions. He is comfortable in the biggest moments. That one can have in a national championship game. What has he lost one game as a starter? His whole career. He's the whole package. He's everything that you want. Like, I, I look at him and, and I see Deshaun Watson. It's not just because they both played at Clemson, but I think that he's got skills like that where he can be a really special quarterback. After watching the Big Ten championship game, I gotta tell you, I mean, it's not just that game. I've been watching the few games that Ohio State played. I don't think Justin Fields is close. I know some people have it as 1-1-A. One and one A. I do not. I have it clearly as 1-2. and two. And quite honestly, I, I, I'd like to see. I'm going to watch some more tape on the kid from BYU who seems small, even though he isn't small to me. And quite honestly, I think Kyle Trask is going to be really good. Anyway. This isn't my draft preview podcast. It's the game podcast. But I wanted to talk to you about Trevor Lawrence because that's where the Jaguars are. All the Jaguars have to do to get Trevor Lawrence is lose. That's it. Well, how do you go about losing and not tell the guys on your team not to give effort? Well, you take one of the steps that they took today. Let's insert Mike Glennon as our starting quarterback for the game. Let's do that. Let's make that a thing where Mike Glennon is the starting quarterback. The other part is there's one really good player on, I think DJ Chark is actually okay, but there's one really good player on the Jaguars roster offensively. And the problem is is that he is questionable for the game. The one good player on this offense is James Robinson. So far, 240 carries, 1,070 yards, four and a half yards per carry, seven touchdowns for him. He's only fumbled once. He's a good player. Now I go and look at the injury report that the Bears just handed out a little while ago before I started recording it, and guess what? He is questionable for this game with an ankle. He hasn't practiced all week. It's very possible that they gave him all week off with that bad ankle so that he could rest up and then he could be able to play. But if you're an organization that is trying to tank and not asking your players not to give 100% effort, this is how you do it. You make sure that if you have a player like James Robinson who is unavailable, who has been unavailable during the week, you tell them, you know what, James? You are too valuable to us to have you out there playing against those Bears tomorrow. We're going to sit you down, sir. We're going to sit you down. And, and, and hopefully you'll be ready to go next week. Even though we don't think you are, our doctors say you won't. That's what you do. That's how you tank. Before I get to how the Bears could lose this game, let me share this with you. Over the last few weeks, along with Mitchell Trubisky playing really well, part of the reason that he's been playing really well is because the offensive line has been playing really well. Cody Whitehair is where he's supposed to be at guard. Afetti has done a really competent job at tackle. You've seen Alex Barrs move in, and Sam Mustafer has played great. I asked Anthony Heron about this, about what's going on with this offensive line. Here's what he thinks is important to know.
1: When, when I'm talking command with Mitch, having Sam Mustafer at the center is, is a big part of that as well. And, and you know, folks at Hallis Hall will, will tell you that he's, he's someone even before he stepped foot on the field, they just had a lot of respect for his day-in, day-out approach to studying the game at a high level, to knowing how to communicate the position of center at a high level and doing so with confidence. You know, no, no delay to it, no hesitation, being very decisive and definitive in that thus allowing the guards next to him and the tackles on the outside the quarterback behind him to all be in concert to be to have some cohesion to what you're attempting to do up front and you know like a couple seasons ago maybe even with a, a you know a high level high thinking high iQ sort of center who was really definitive about things maybe mitch couldn't have even grasped that as well it certainly didn't seem like he could in the past but I think where you have a quarterback commu- who's, who's recognizing things at the highest level he ever has and having Mustafer in there, et cetera, and just having mm-hmm. personnel up front that's able to, to play with competence. You know, you're, you're getting at least competence from Alex Bars at right guard and at times dominance from Cody Whitehair at left guard. Like When there's a critical down and distance, now we'll, you know, we'll see scouting report-wise, but when it comes down to it, if it's third and short, fourth and short, it was nice to see him do a QB sneak yesterday. But overall, if it's we're handing it to David Montgomery, you can pretty much bet they're going to try to run David Montgomery somewhere near or directly behind Cody White here right now because of the level of football they're getting from him. And then, of course, we know, all right, as long as you can kind of hold it down at tackles, they're in pretty good shape. I think that, that entire combination of, of having that same group on the field week in and week out and having them at their more natural positions and just taking pressure off of them. Up front, where you don't have the mental pressure of, of having the stationary target you need to protect as a quarterback every single snap over and over again from the same launch point. We're running sprints, we're running boots, we're running waggles, we are just running the ball downhill on occasion at the opponent. The defense is now off balance in a way that the previous Bears offense that a lot of Matt Nagy's play calling wasn't keeping the opposing pass rush off balance, even throwing Mitch with the hard count, man. Like all these things when you have less frequency of passing and more frequency of of launch point movement, then it just allows everything else that you're asked to do. When you do throw it from within the pocket, you can think at a higher level because you're not tasked with doing it every single snap. So the Bears deserve
0: some credit. They have fallen into an offensive line situation that's really good for the last few weeks. And I think that they will have an opportunity yet again this week to flex their muscle, to show what they can do, to really put some pressure on Jacksonville in this game Sunday afternoon because Jacksonville is just not very good. There aren't a lot of things that – there aren't a lot of, of of potholes that you have to navigate with them defensively. And and there's, there's a couple of players that I like, like – I I like Chenault, the wide receiver. I think he's really, really intriguing. I know a lot of people, when he was coming out of the draft, thought that he was an intriguing player. I think that DJ Chark is pretty good. I always want to go DJ Chark, do-do-do-do-do-do, whenever his name is said fully. But defensively, there's not a lot there. Miles Jack is a really good player. I've always, I have always liked him when he was at UCLA. He's a good player. He's got seven and a half tackles for loss. Like He can still get after it. But there's not a lot there with this defense. And there should be opportunities for the Bears to be able to, to run the ball effectively against this group. So let's get into it. How in the world do the Bears lose this game? I look at the Jaguars as a team that's dying to lose. And I think that they're going to take steps to make sure that they do. The Jets were trying to do that until they got themselves in a competitive game. And they're in a competitive game against the Rams, and the Rams kind of fell apart. The Jets gained confidence as the game went on, and they were able to win. If the Bears were to lose this game, here are the things that have to happen. One, I think that Mitch would need to get hurt. As weird as that sounds, he would have to get hurt for the Bears to lose this game. You would have to have Nick Foles coming out there after not having played in a bunch of weeks and him wanting to do too much. Two, there needs to be a special teams gaffe probably multiple special teams gaffes like it has to be the bears get a punt block for a touchdown i mean the 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 jaguars get a punt block for a touchdown the jaguars also return a kickoff that was too short for like it has to be something that you would not expect a blocked field goal like something like that something where oh this is just sets up you know Cairo Santos has made all these field goals in a row and then he gets one blocked and it goes back for a touchdown the Bears would have to get away from running the football this is my biggest concern even with the success that they've seen over the last few weeks there's no reason why they they should get away from running the football with David Montgomery Montgomery has been as good as advertised over the last few weeks, I think that that running backs, you can find guys like David Montgomery. And I know that they drafted him in the fourth round. But most of the people that I talked to when he was drafted said that this guy it has a, an opportunity to be special. This season, he's going to go for a, over 1,000 yards if he's given the opportunity. And I still don't think that he's been given enough carries. Four and a half yards per carry, and I'm telling you of Cordero Patterson, would have been available to Matt Nagy last week. They would have let Cordero Patterson run that football. If you look at the last four games, Montgomery has gone for over a buck three times in those four games. He's averaging over 100 yards a game in the last four games. He's been terrific. So how do the Bears lose? They lose if they don't run the ball with him. This is all one of those games where there has to be some sort of disaster. It's a broken coverage or a missed assignment or Trubisky thinking there's a pitch play on when Montgomery thinks there's a dive play and the ball just goes scurrying towards the Jacksonville end zone. It's stuff like that that has to happen. I'm, I'm really not good at predicting games. I don't like doing it because it's very easy to just pull up the tape and be like, you don't know anything about football. And I don't. I don't. I would be shocked if the Bears lost this game. But if they were to lose it, these are the ways that they would. The Mike Glennon plays the best game of football that he's ever played in his life because it's the Mike Glennon revenge game. Trubisky gets hurt there's a special teams disaster at least one but probably two the Bears decide that they're not going to run the ball and whoever replaces Robinson if he doesn't play eats up the Bears run defense which is still a little bit on the struggle bus that's how it happens that would be the formula for how it would happen here's hoping that it doesn't It'd be nice to go into week 17 with there still being a little bit of hope. It'd be fun for me and probably fun for you too. After the game is over, I will have a podcast on House of L. Make sure that you check that out. Follow me on Twitter at Lawrence W. Holmes, is where you can find me there and on Instagram. And I'll do a quick hitter, my game notes. I'll give you that on the scores Twitter page at 670 the score after it's all done. Let's hope that I'm 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 right even though I've given you the formula for how I could be wrong. Talk to you after the game.